starting a, a brand new series, and the series is called The Movement. And uh, the definition, if you look it up, um, I've got it on screen there. I've got a slide that says when, when you go on to, or I don't know, who still has a dictionary at home? Wow, how old are you? And, and it's, everybody like smiling. It's like, Milo, I still have a dictionary. <laughs> I've got one, but it's a digital format. So if, if you look up the word movement, it gives you quite a few definitions. But one of them is changing position or going from one place to another. And I see. Uh, and then the second one is a group of people who share the same beliefs, ideas, or aim. And as we go through the series, it's my hope that the series will actually affect both of these conditions in us. That it will move us from one place to another, but it will also cause a movement within us. And you guys are looking at me as like, what is he going to do? And you know what I'm going to do. We're just talking about movement. So you cannot sit in your seat now and expect the sermon to just be about you sitting down. So I'm going to do what I do every week. If you're at home, just get up. If it's your dog that you're going to go and say hello to, do that. But here in Prodeo, in the church, I'm going to ask everybody to quickly stand. Find someone you didn't come to church with that you haven't greeted yet and quickly run over to them. High five them, fist bump them. Because we just come out of a series called Family Vibes. And in order for us to create a vibe, we've got to move. And so, so we're going to move. Can, can you, one hand, there we go. Guys, can someone come and say hi to Emmanuel up on stage? Don't be like that. We're not a prim and proper church, come on. Some people don't, like, brush their hair. I don't know. Come on, there we go. Once you found 100 people to greet you, mate, grab your seats again. I, I speak that out in faith because that is what this series is all about. The movement... It's a faith thing. That is what we're going to be talking about over the next couple of weeks is faith. But what I've got to get from the very beginning is faith is simple, but it's not easy. Because there are going to be times that things are going to take longer than you expected and you're going to want to give up. But there's this whole thing about movement. There is um, past disappointments and um, phrases and words that are going to stop you from achieving something. Because faith is easy to say. It's simple to say, but it's not easy to follow through on. And that is what we want to help grow us in this through the series is to make sure that when we hear the word faith that we start moving you see faith 
shouldn't, you shouldn't stop when you have faith. It should make you pray more, trust more, seek more. It's an action. And so that is what we're going to be doing in this series. So today we're going to kick it off. And I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles with me to 1 Kings chapter 18. Uh, we're going to be reading from verse 41. It's a, it's a, it's a well-known scripture. And it's a story of Elijah. Elijah was a prophet. And Israel was doing a whole lot of awful things. They were believing in a God besides the one true living God. And because of the evil, Elijah steps onto the scene and he goes, There will not be rain again until I say so. And there was a drought over the land for years and then he challenges the priests of the specific God. I don't know, what's, what's a nice word to say? To a rain off. It, it's like in that time, they would call it a dance off uh, because these guys, they ran around, they did all these weird moves to try and get their God to pour out rain. However, Elijah walks in and he goes, that's, that's okay. Let me show you how it's done. And he calls out to God, and God does something amazing. Sorry, they, they don't call for rain. It's a rain dance, but they ask for fire to, to ignite a, um, an, an altar. But Elijah goes and he goes, God, do what you do best. Show your faithfulness. Show that you are real. Show them who you are. And he does that. And then he goes and kills them all. And we're going to pick up in the story where we see how faith mobilizes us. So in this series, I want to make sure that when we talk about Bible passages, can we change that word to experiences? So we're not going to go into a Bible passage. We're going to look at an experience because these are real people that experience real things. So through this experience, I want us to be inspired by his faith. And this is where we are. In, in verse 41 of chapter 18, it says this, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go and eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab, this is the king, went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant, and he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds the wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking in his coat into his bow, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Today, I want to talk to you from this subject, go again. Can we pray? Father, I pray that you'll stir up 
a lifestyle of faith within us. Thank you for your word that encourages us. And I pray that as we look at it, that you would speak to us through it. Bless us, we pray. Amen. It's not a parent. Do you have nephews and nieces? Is, is there something? Okay, let me ask this question. How many of you have kids that always say, let's do that again? There was this time when we were trying to convince our kids that super tubes, you know, water slides were fun. And, and they didn't like it at first because it was so high. So they went away with my folks on holiday and my wife and I, we arrived a little while later and there was the super tube and I'm like, come guys, let's go. And at first they were like, no, no, no. And so I took Judah, my oldest, and we went down the super tube and he enjoyed it so much. His words that came out of his mouth is, let's go again. And you know, that is fun. You know, you look at your kid and it's like, as a dad, I have succeeded. Jesus can come now. My kids follow me. But after an hour of let's go again, because a super tube doesn't start here at the bottom, you have to climb stairs. Last year, we went to this just outside, um, where, where, where is that place? Strand. Just outside Strand, there, there's that water, the water park, I was trying to think of that name, and uh, we decided we're going to take our kids there, and for six hours, Allison, I kid you not, Allison went up and down. She ran up, she slid down, and she's like, babes, I'm tired. I'm like, I didn't bring my costume. I know what this is like, and, and that is crazy. So as a parent, there are these words, these phrases that can actually make you dread things, and it's like, let's go again. But it happens in every part of our lives as well, like when you, you're learning to play an instrument and you're learning a new song, when you're not getting it right, they keep saying, let's go again, let's go again, let's go again. And you hate it because you hear the same pattern over and over. It's when you go to gym, you have to go tomorrow, you have to go Tuesday, you have to go Wednesday, you have to go again. And the thing about this, just like faith, is you never see the end result immediately. And that can always put us off. And just as we've learned about faith, we, we, we look at it at the point of Elijah. Faith starts from the very first verse. It says in verse 41, and Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink for there is the sound of heavy rain. How many of you have had a word spoken over your life? I was, I was chatting to a friend of mine and I love the stories. How many of you have ever walked up to your wife before you were married and, and looked them in the eye and said, I'm going to marry you? I, I, I stalked my wife, but I had a friend. He, he walked up to this girl and he met her for the first time and he's like, I'm going to marry you. And four years later, they were married. 
Now, I'm telling you, that is either some serious faith or some serious stalker vibes that she just had to give in afterwards. But you see, this is the thing. We normally get words from God and expect things to happen immediately. But we get a word before we see the result. And this is what we experience in this portion that we've just read where Elijah gets a word, but there is nothing that is happening. Everybody's looking around, they're in a drought, they haven't seen rain for years, and Elijah looks at the king and goes, go eat, for there is the sound of something we can't see yet. And that is going to be in your life as well. There is a word, there is going to be a belief that you are putting your faith into that no one else knows about. But you have to continue to move in the direction of that word. Because just like gym, music, sport, there is a process that you have to go through before you get to the end result. The same works with faith. A word given, there is a process that needs to happen because just remember, before change happens outside, change needs to happen inside. How many of you guys have ever heard cliche words? Hey, it's like, and especially when, it, when, when it's associated with waiting on someone, it's like in God's timing. But we use it for everything. Hey, I'm going to get married in God's timing. I'm going to get a job in God's timing. I'm going to lose weight in God's timing. And so what, what I, what I want to do is I, I want us to have a look at faith and go, there are these things. There is timing that needs to be in place, but there's also a process that we need to work through. Because... Let me give you an example. When we first planted the church, we came to this specific school and we spoke to the, the, the manager, the facilities manager, and we're like, we'd love to use your school to start our church. Now, most of you guys have been in the auditorium, right? It is massive. At that moment, when Ali and myself planted the church, we were such a big congregation of two. And there wasn't, we were not going to fill the place. We didn't have the equipment. We had nothing. All we had was faith. And you know what they said to us at that moment? They said, no. But we believe that God moved us here for a specific reason. But we didn't just sit down and go, Lord, that's going to be our building. And, and you're going to fill it, and we're going to have crowds. No, we had to go through a process, a process of meeting people, interacting with people, inviting people, getting stuff. We needed to do all these things because God prepares you for what he wants to give you. You have to get ready for what you are expecting. And so... As we look at the word over the next few weeks, we will see that when it comes to faith, we cannot stand still that there is something that we're going to actually have to do. 
And so the first thing I want us to look at as we look at this experience with Elijah is that faith doesn't work until you do. When Elijah received the word, he didn't go and sit down with Ahab and have KFC. He went up the mountain and he went to pray. He did something really strange because faith requires you to do something. James 2.17 says this, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by actions, is dead. What do you have faith for at this moment? Want to lose weight? You've got to go to gym. You want to be successful? You've got to study. You've got to find out how to do things. You've got to, you've got to do something about it. If you want to have a family, there's certain planning that needs to go into everything. There is this process. So faith by itself is dead. There needs to be something associated to it. You can't trust God for a job if you're not going to update your CV. Simple, but not easy. I had a friend. Um, he had a dream once. He had a radical encounter with Jesus, turned his life around, and uh, he phones me up and he goes, Milo, I had this dream. God showed me this dream that the two of us are going to be preaching together. I'm like, really? Now, I said that with, you know, not, I didn't have faith. And he goes, yeah, man, I, I saw that there were all these youngsters and we're going to preach the word to them and we're going to see them set free. And I'm like, okay. Let's do that. What, what, what preach do you have prepped and stuff like that? He goes, no, I don't know. I'm like, dude, but isn't there a word? Isn't there something that you want to speak to them? Yes, I want to tell them about Jesus. And then you're going to point them to the Bible. I'm like, yeah, that's where you come in. And I was chatting to him and he goes, you know what, Milo? I don't like church and I don't like reading my Bible. And I go, that is a really odd thing to say if you want to preach to someone, is it not? But I didn't stop there. You see, he heard something that no one else can see. And so what I did at that moment was I started praying for him. And two years later, he goes, Mala, I did something that I've never done before. I read the Bible. And now you guys go, hey, that's strange. But it's not. This guy's never read the Bible. And now he was reading the Bible. And I was like, do you remember your dream? And his words to me was, I'm not ready. Once he started prepping, he knew he wasn't ready. You see, there is a specific action, there is a specific movement that we have to do in order to see what God has spoken to us come to fulfillment. Faith changes your position. His faith, the faith of Elijah changed his position from standing upright to going down onto his knees. 
One of the things that faith is never going to be a 100% thing. Faith doesn't want you to wait until everything is 100% sure before you take a step. That is not faith. So Elijah hears what we don't see, then he goes and prays. You see, he gets a word and then he acts on it. In verse 42, he goes, So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. I can't do that. So I was looking for an illustration last night, you know, while I was going through my sermon. And I read that part again, and I tried in many ways. Put my head between my knees. I sat on a chair. That was the worst. I rolled off the bed. I went, I put my knees on the ground, and I passed out because, you know, I cut off the circulation of oxygen to my brain. It is difficult. But you see, he does something in order for him to see what no one has seen. And then in verse 43, this is what happens. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant, and he went up and looked. And he responded, there is nothing there, he said. And seven times Elijah said, go back. There are over... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen times that the word go would have been mentioned in that experience. Because he tells Ahab to go and go and eat. He tells his servant seven times to go and check. He tells his servant to go to Ahab and give him the message, and then he goes. And something that we have to see in this passage, that when it comes to faith, there is going to be a going. What do you do when what you are trusting for doesn't come when you want it? That is the hardest thing that we could ever have to answer. When you know God has given you a word, when he knows he's put you on a path, when you know that you are supposed to work into a specific position and it doesn't come, what do you do? Um, can I say something cheesy? Am I allowed to say something cheesy? Pastors, pastors, dads have dad jokes, pastors have cheesy sayings. When you're trusting for something and it doesn't come when you want, you need to prepare yourselves now for this. You need to faith the facts. Come on. I thought of that all by myself. <laughs> I sat there. I'm like, what could be amazing right here? I'm like, there all these facts. Oh, you just got to faith them out. You got you to you faith the fact. What were the facts? The facts was there was a drought, Right? The facts were there were no clouds. The facts were I went seven, six times. You are nuts. What are you trusting for? My dad, 
had, we, we went through a season where my dad was diagnosed with cancer. He's diabetic. And all these facts were against him. But you know what? We had to faith those facts. That it doesn't matter what the world says, no weapon formed against us will prosper. It doesn't matter what report we receive, we will be receive the report of the Lord because there's word that he will see his grandkids grow up. So there are facts. But can I ask you, can, can you faith the facts? Because he kept praying, he still had his faith. We've got to block out everything when we are standing in faith. Remember I told you Elijah got down, put his head between his knees. I told you I couldn't do it. But what do you do when the word that is coming towards you is against the word that you are believing? You need to block it out. My kids have this amazing, annoying thing. When, some, when we send, like especially Rebecca. Now, if you want something done in the house, you send Rebecca to tell the boys to do something. Because Rebecca will run to them and she will give them the message until they move. She will go, Dad said you have to feed the dogs. No. And she comes to me, I'm like, Rebecca, what did I tell you to tell them? Dad said you must feed the dogs. Dad said you must feed the dogs. Dad, and you know what the boys do? They block her out by either speaking louder. They have found a way to block her out. They've gotten so used to her that when she comes in, it's headphones on, and there might not be a game on the screen. They could be watching YouTube. They grab the mouse and the keyboard. And that is what we need to be able to do. We need to be able to block out the facts that are against our faith. Don't allow what others see to distort what you believe. When we planted this church, it was a word that God gave to Allison and myself. Nothing was going in the way that it was supposed to. And everybody went, you know what? Give up. Come back home. And then we just sat there and it's like, we heard the sound of something they haven't seen. So we're going to do what no one else is doing. And so we continued, and that's what we need to do in our lives. Because a lot of times people will come and say, no, don't do that. It doesn't make sense. But dude, this walk with Jesus doesn't make sense. And we should be able to go, you know what? I heard the sound of rain. But you don't see anything. It's okay. I'm going to move myself and position me in a way that I will hear the sound over your unbelief. Because just remember, the word God gave was to you and not to someone else. So that faith should build up in you. This is the 
last Sunday in July, we halfway, the second half, sorry, can I say, we are going on the second half of this year. What are you still believing in faith for that hasn't come to pass yet? We started off this year by saying, hey, this is the year of more. We're going to grow more. We, we, we're going to grow not as just a church, but in our individual lives, our walk with Jesus, we're going to grow more. Man, I got up and I said, who's got faith to see the main hall filled twice over? Come on, who's got faith? Man, it's a, it's a big one. But can I tell you something? The year's not over yet. I still have faith that that is going to happen. There we go. Sorry, I'm going to go stand over there. Now. <laughs> don't allow what others see, or should I see what they don't see, to distort what you believe. Because this is the thing. In verse 44, verse 45, meanwhile, wait, 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 verse 44. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. When you get a report that says there's nothing, go again. When they say it's not working, go again. You go, but Milo, I can't do that in my life. I'm like, dude, we wouldn't have the light bulb if they didn't go again. I wouldn't be married to Alison if I didn't go again. But this is the thing. The servant comes back after the seventh time. It's kind of similar to the walls of Jericho. They had to walk around it seven times to see those walls come down. Six times he sends him out. Six times he comes back and says, there is nothing. Don't stop until you get your end result. No one says, hey, I'm going to gym, I'm going to get muscles, and after week seven, I'm going to quit because the muscles aren't coming. No, you're going to keep working. It's going to take months. No one learns to play an instrument and after the first week gives up because their fingers hurt. Some do. But if you want, if you have a dream, if you have a word, you're going to pursue it all the way to the end. The same thing should be done about what God has spoken over our lives. What are you trusting for? This is the thing. As small as a man's hand, can I just ask you guys to put up the, the first slide with the hand and the series? Because what I want to show you is, while we were busy with the series, I was just like, it's got to be a movement. 
And the first thing that comes to movement is an air pump, a fist pump in the air. And while I was busy chatting to Allison, we were just praying into the series, and I'm like, it's as small as a man's hand. Even though it was small, it's not insignificant. When Jesus describes faith, he uses an illustration of a mustard seed. And he says, with small faith, you can move big things. So Elijah is standing there, and the response comes, there is a cloud, but it's as small as a man's hand. And he gets excited, and what does he do? He runs. See, it's all about movement. What might be insignificant to someone is God's breakthrough for you. Maybe you have been trusting to, to bring someone to church, invite them. It's going to take something as small as, hey, do you want to come here? And the response could be, one day. You know, most people go, that's not a yes. It's not a no. It's a small thing. When Elijah heard about the cloud, it moved him once again. You see, he heard the sound of rain, but saw nothing, and it moved him to get into a position. When he heard the report that there was nothing, it moved him to continue. And when he got the report of something small, it moved him once again. So when we are faced with something and there is this whole faith buildup inside of us, we shouldn't stand still. It should move us into doing something. See, don't stop, go again. Go check again, go pray again, step out again, risk it again, go again, go again. I've got to say, quite a few of the people sitting in the church today was because Alison, not, not me, Alison handed people a card and invited them to church. Before she would give a card to someone, we would sit in the car and she goes, I'm scared. I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? They could say no. Yeah, but they're saying no to me, not you. I'm like, I know. What's the worst that could happen? And she would run. I mean, she, she did what Rudy and them. She, she, she did what Nikki and them. She just ran up to them and it's like, here's a card. You know, like, and it's like, drop it and run. <laughs> but she had faith. Because before she approached them, she looked at some of them and went, I see them in the church. I see them being a family with us. And then she'd go, small as a man's hand. Now, Ali's hands are way smaller than mine. But it's not about the size of your faith. It's about the motion that you are willing to put behind it. 
So as we continue to walk this life, no matter what it is, I want to encourage you. Faith doesn't ask you to stand still. Because we're going to get to that in the series. It's like, yeah, I have to have faith to stand still, but you still have to go to where you need to stand still. You still need to get dressed in your battle array and get to the place to plunder what God is going to give to you. Faith needs you to step up and step out. So no matter what, go again. If you haven't seen it, go again. If it's not here, go again. Because there is a sound of rain. And I don't know what the rain you're expecting in your life is. But there's a sound of rain. Can we pray?